It's getting me ready to go, Tana. It's a self-seller, my show. Former through your ball Number 89, hustle all the time. Travis on the right, hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical fact. Now I'm ready to go. Santana Moss Show Podcast, episode 11. Travis Thomas, Santana Moss. What's up, brother? Now I'm ready to go. I'm like, ready to go, too. Like Listen, Tana, I'm a little warm in my chest at the moment. Hey. I just left the barbershop, right? And the barbershop I go to in my neighborhood, it's all my Latino brothers cutting hair in there, right? So I walk in, and ever since the World Cup has started, it's soccer on 24-7 in there. Damn. They're all in. They know what I do for a living. Whenever I'm there, we talk sports generally. That's what you do in a barbershop anyways. So I come in, get my hair cut. They're talking to me about soccer, the whole nine. Who do I like? What do I think of this game, that game? And at the end, I go to pay, and the owner, the head barber, he goes, hey, Travis, you want to take a shot? And the whole place just goes quiet. Like, everyone's looking at me like, what's he going to do? And I was like, look, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. All the barbers are like, I'll do it. They stop cutting hair. They pour something, a mystery liquor, into some Dixie cups. You know me. Toast, let's go. Whoop. I take the shot. Instantly, my chest is on fire. Santana, it's tequila. Listen to how I said it. Tequila. Yeah. I don't drink that, personally. I like all liquor, but that stuff right there, my chest was on fire. I came here. I said, man, I need a beer to keep my... (laughs) Balance well, me out. Well, bro. I'm glad you didn't spoil the fun. You know, those guys <laughs> wanted to make sure that you was hip to what mood they were trying yeah, to set. I think so. You know, and, and I'm glad you didn't spoil it. So at the end of the day, you you had to say yes. Yeah, if I was like, nah, that's all right. I'd have probably been the one like, yeah, it's early, but you it was know what, early. what the heck? Let me I, get it. I mean, I did it, and I'm feeling real nice right now. You hyped. And yeah, no I, doubt. I, I wish you'd give me that little nod, you know, so no. I can come here prepared. But oh, well, I'm no, water. no, you're good. You drink your water. You probably worked out today. It's going to be a show. It is. It's going to be a show. It is. Yeah. You and Oscar <laughs> coming here with my eye black on under my eyes. Don't you do it, Tanner. I'm going to bring out that Gatorade bottle with the tape on it. For all you play with me and for all the coaches who coach me, they know what's in there. And I might have a wristband or two on just so, you wow. know what? I'm going to wear the sleeves that day because wow. when I wear my sleeves, that was the different Tanner. When I changed to just the sleeves, it was on. When I left the wristbands alone, I wore the sleeves. I'm even going to bring on my little stocking cap. You're going full game day, Tanner. It's going to huh? be game mode. I'm going to set the tone in here. Let me ask you something. Are your travels over because you have been gone, gone, <clears throat> gone? I just started. I'm plotting on a Vegas trip. I just don't know when to set it. I don't plan a lot. Whatever direction the wind blows me in, I'm going. I told my homeboy, I said, hey, man, I got to do Vegas. I haven't done Vegas since my birthday in 2012 when I had the whole, I had about 30 guys from the team and my friends included. We all went out to Vegas to celebrate my birthday that year. So I'm plotting on a Vegas trip right now. I don't know when, but it's summertime. You know, you have to enjoy the days, I mean, as they come. I mean, I've been working hard, man, you as well. Yeah. It's time to enjoy it because, you know, our workload is going to get Crazy. heavier, you know, due to the fact that football is around the corner, so. I'm not done. I've been enjoying it, and who knows where I'll pop up next. Hey, man, happy belated Father's Day to you. Oh, same to you, brother. Rookie of the year, I heard you pulling. First Father's Day. First Father's Day. How how is it? Tell me how, (sighs) what's the experience like? Because I remember being that guy, having my first son, and I was too young to really embrace it, appreciate it, what it meant to me. 21 years old, you're not really thinking about, hey, I'm a father now. Yeah, you're a father, you know that, and you know your load just got that much greater, and it's it's so much more now going on in your life. But I had football, and I'm NFL now, right. you know, Young. so so much was going on with me that I didn't even appreciate Father's Day. So right. express to me what's the feeling like right now in your household and how are you embracing this moment? It was cool, Tana. You're right. We were completely different places when we had our first child because you were young and you had all that going on. I was 35. So yeah. honestly, it was a little embarrassing because all last week, you know how tired I was. Mm-hmm. The parade caps, starting this new show on NBC Sports Washington. By the Saturday, I was just dead. And so we went down to uh, St. Mary's County, where I'm from, and my wife's family is from. And we usually stay at her parents' house. And so Saturday was a wash because I just slept, bro. I never take naps, ever. Nor do I ever have a chance to. And we got to her parents' house, and I had like a window of an hour or two where I didn't have to do anything. And she was like, so what do you want to do? Father's Day weekend. I was like, I I just want to sleep. So I took a nap, which was a little embarrassing, on Saturday. Sunday... Actual Father's Day was really cool because it was very laid back. Had a cookout, ate some crabs, yeah. 
chill with both dads, hers and mine. Her brother's also a father. So it was cool to just kind of be with family yeah. and being a rookie. I was getting other father welcome, stories welcome and you wisdom. To the club. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it was cool, man. I don't know. I almost feel like just part of the fraternity now. And I, I don't I swear I don't know how you've done it, man. With all your kids. I have one and he is just a handful. I gotta tell you, man, um having five. Having five, I mean, honestly, man, you just, Father's Day is every day Yeah, to me. Like, I look at it like, it's not one particular day that you can give me to tell me that I'm doing a great job or I'm doing my job. All I can say is doing my job. A great job, a good job, throw that out the window. Your job. Your job on the side of whatever else you do for a living is being a father. No doubt. And, and that's some of the things that I take pride in. I watch my father. I had a chance to enjoy this Father's Day with my father and my older brother and my younger brother, man. And, and we haven't had that in a long time. We haven't been under the same roof in a long time and lived like I lived once growing up. I literally had my mom, dad, both brothers and their kids under one roof this weekend. Wow. So I really sat back and I didn't tell them. I don't, you know, I'm one of those guys. I don't express my feelings well. I didn't share or tell them how I appreciated this weekend, but I did. They all came up to my son's graduation. You know, he just finished high school. Congrats. It'd been like one of those whirlwind weekends where I had graduation Thursday, Father's Day Sunday, my daughter's birthday Monday. It's been one of those kind of weekends for me. And I really enjoyed it all, man, to have family around and just to be able to enjoy it. The kids ran me crazy. I almost forgot how it was to be under a roof full of kids. <laughs> Baby's having kids. a young one myself. My brother has three young ones. He has two twins oh. that's newborns. And he has one that's about two years old. So I'm sitting there like... <laughs> Good thing that I have enough room to vacate. You needed one of these, Tanner. Do I? Everywhere we went, when we went out to eat, double shot of Tito's on the rocks. And everybody looking at me like, oh, yep, Tanner's trying to get in mode. Like, man, I'm tired of hearing the screams and the yells. But I enjoyed it. I embraced it. I I appreciate it because we haven't done that in a while. And when everyone left, I'm in the family chatting, and my brother was just expressing how much fun it was. And I'm like, you know what? We have to do more of it. This weekend proved to me that we need more outings together because you got to understand something. We all getting older. Yeah. You know, I'm, what, 39 now? My mom and dad is, you know, moving up there, and you never know, man. So you have to appreciate them, show them your appreciation, and then now that you have so much going on with your own family, you have to show them how it was growing up together and show them that so they can understand what it's like. So when we move on, yes. they'll know how to keep this thing going. Keep it going. Yeah. I want to ask you this. I want to go back a couple weeks. You've been traveling. We've both been working crazy. I haven't had a chance to really talk to you about the Caps winning the Cup the moment it happened. So what's crazy is I was covering the team, as always, when they won Game 5, and I was in the streets of D.C. It was my assignment that night to talk to the fans. In a swamp. And I was in the swamp. I was out (laughs) in the streets, outside of Capital One Arena when the Caps won. Tana, I have two memories. You're in one of them. The first one was when they won the cup, and I'm standing out there, and it's thousands of people in the streets. And they played Chuck Brown busting loose through the streets of D.C. Like the arena played it. And fans of every race and age were just partying. And that was crazy to watch. No incidents, no fights, no anything. It was just all drunken jubilee. So I remember that, and I'm taking a video of it from my social medias, and I'm sending it to my closest friends. Of course, Santana Moss is one of my closest friends, so I sent him the video of the reaction, right, of the streets going crazy. At the same time, I send this man this video. Santana sends me a video. I believe that was a Bahamas trip. Bahamas, yeah. It almost looked like he was in a casino. You could tell he has the camera, but it's Tana recording himself at the end of the game, he's like, come on, okay, come on, yeah, zero, they won, they effing won, oh my effing, and he starts cussing and going crazy, he's looking in the camera at me, and he's like, Trav, we effing won, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, man, like, for the rest of my life, I will remember where I was when the Caps won, and watching all the fans, and I remember that damn video you sent me, explain that, do you even remember doing no, it? No, I do I. I'm laughing now and it's bringing up those same damn near tears of joy. Honestly, you gotta understand, I'm a, um, a pro baller. Yeah. Played my profession for a long time. You know, one of the things that I've always wanted to be a part of is a championship. Yep. To bring the city that embraced me and embraced the team, a championship. Now, we talk about how different ball clubs in this area hasn't stood up and been able to compete on that level. But one has consistently, and that's been the Caps. It was asked upon me some months ago on a different talk show 
who do I think will be the first champion in this city? And I said the Caps because they have gotten to a level of being consistent on getting close. Once you get close enough, you say, hey, I'm tired of getting here. Now let's go past. Let's surpass this and bring this thing home. They did that. So I was joyous because I knew that the city has been knocking on that door for They've a long time. They've been starving for it. They've been starving for it. They've been hungry for it. And then for it to happen and for us to be talking about it on this podcast for so long about what we would want to do and with the cup and just knowing some of the mutual friends that we have in Alex and those guys and just knowing what it takes to be on that level. I felt like I won. I felt like we won. Yeah. It was only right to send that video to my brother, you know, <laughs> send that video to a guy that I feel like that we've been walking this walk with our profession now, just wanting that the clubs that we follow to be a champion, to be champions. And it was joyous, man. I was in the Bahamas and people, I was in the area in the casino where they bet at and they had nothing but TVs there. You oh, can see where guys okay. betting. It looked like a casino. And, and I was in the casino and I'm like, screw <laughs> all those crap tables and everything else. I got to watch this. And I didn't want to jinx it because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to set this thing to start taping until right. I know it's going to be over. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to send this to Travis because I know it's probably <laughs> it's going crazy in D.C. It right now. It was nuts, bro. And the people in the, in the casino was looking at me like, <laughs> and I, it was crazy because I'm in the Bahamas. It was more D.C. fans than I thought that would be in the area at the right, time. And right. I saw so many people jumping up and down in there and they was happy. I was happy. And it was just like a perfect time. I couldn't experience what was going on here at home, but I was way somewhere else in the Bahamas, across the waters. And those folks was able to enjoy what I was enjoying. Now, of course, this happens in all the sports, okay? A team wins a championship and then guys want to get paid. Yeah. There will be players that will leave the Caps that we know and love that are free agents and they'll go get paid somewhere else. One I guess we didn't see coming is the coach, Barry Trotz, has resigned. He's moving on. Tan, I want to ask you this. As a player, have you ever had a coach leave unexpectedly? And take another job, whether you had won on a big stage or not. Just maybe the team was going in the right direction. Everyone felt good. And all of a sudden, boom, coach up and dips out on y'all. Uh, I never had the experience of dealing with a championship and now the coach is gone. Or having a great team, now the coach is gone. But I do have a memory in the back of my head of when I felt that the team that I was on at the time, we was heading in the right direction. Right. Got here in 05. Coach Gibbs had just came back in 04. We went all the way to the second round in 05. 04, we changed the whole entire offense So and quarterback. So it was hard to even expect us to be where we was going to, you know, where we was trying to go. And I'm saying, okay, 07, got back to the playoffs. That team is moving in the right direction. Coach Gibbs is going now. Mm. And I couldn't understand it. And I was sitting there saying to myself, it's like, I understand where he was coming from because he had already proven himself on this level. He had nothing to prove. I didn't feel like he owed us anything. But at the same time, life goes on. You know, you have to make the decisions that's best for your family and your situation at that given time. So to have that experience, I almost feel like the rug was pulled from underneath me. You know, I was yeah. like, wow, you know, here I am riding a high. Just got here three years ago. Two out of three years, I experienced the playoffs. One year had a low and a high in the same year dealing with the death of a friend of mine and we were still able to rise, not having a great season that year, but rose up to the opportunity and got ourselves fought our way into the playoffs. So that stuff right there can really, you know, do something to you and a team, you know, and to now hear what's going on with the Caps, man, I can mm -hmm. only imagine. But the one thing I can say, fortunately... They got a championship before this Heck happened. Heck yeah. You know, I mean, because we've been seeing this team now. This would have happened a year ago and they didn't get a chance. They probably would never have a chance to even see the postseason again with this coach leaving. Feels like you take a who, step back. Who, who knows? You know, who knows? Right. Because they haven't had the experience yet. But to have this guy, and who knows what was going on behind closed doors right. when it comes to his contracts and things that he wanted. You know, the beef has been in the air. We've been smelling it for, yep. for a long time. Yep. You know, it's been cooking. And just to know that now is he's gone, it was something that at the in the day he felt that hey I did my part yeah I did my part what you asked upon I gave you that now it's time for you to show me the love and the respect and maybe it wasn't you know they didn't see it eye to eye and that's why he's gone people that watch and listen to this podcast know you are a ginormous fan of the king LeBron James Dang. he got his ass beat again by Golden State Santana he's gone right and if you think he's gone where do you think he'll end up where do you want him to end up I don't necessarily see him going right now. What? Yeah. Let's be honest. With what sports media does to players and the hoopla around what's going on in the NBA of chasing rings to be considered the GOAT, that's how I look at it. In order for you to be the GOAT in the NBA, you have to have six rings or more. Well, there's a lot of guys with more than six rings, and they're not the GOAT. It's only right. one guy. Right. I guess because he went there six times, and he won it every time he went. They don't talk about the times that he didn't make it there. 
Right. So that's why I say on the, at the end of the day, you know, it's so much goes on with that. But with that said, that's not my profession. I can speak upon it because I've been a fan. I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of certain players. You know, LeBron James happens to be one of them. If he thinks he deserves more and he feels like it's not going to be where he's at, then maybe he should move on. But I think that with what he has done, he has proven himself to be the next best man ever to play this game. I don't say that he's second to someone because, to me, he's one right now in my eyes because he's the only guy that, to me, that can put on the show that he's putting on week in and week out, day in and day out, carrying teams after team after team. You know, everyone wants to bring up him moving to Miami and and having to go with someone else. But no one has won a championship by themselves. Right. Not even the guy who we call the GOAT, Michael Jordan. So at the end of the day, do I think that it's necessary for him to leave? No, I don't. I think that if you're an organization and you want to continue what you have going on within your organization, you bring the players to him. You have the greatest player in the world. Who's going to Cleveland? I understand that. But look, it's a lot of players out there that want to win. Yeah. The one thing that has been consistent about Cleveland, with LeBron James, they're going to see the championship game. They're going to get there. Right. So with him alone, that's what you can sell to anyone that's out there who's a free agent. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get you there. That's up to you what you want. And with that said, also, you have to prove to LeBron James that I'm going to get these guys around you. You know, I think it's all about supporting cast. You get the right guys around this guy, championships can still be won. Last word on this. You don't want him to leave Cleveland. What's your gut say? Do you think he's gone? My gut say don't leave for the simple fact of what you experienced before with leaving. If he leaves, I wouldn't care because at the end of the day, it's going to be the best decision for him and his family. Right. But my gut would say just don't leave because at this point in your career, it's not a championship that you seek to really prove your point. <laughs> you can continue to go out there and be the greatest. I understand now being with all of that he does for that team and what he does within his game, you want more. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand he's a guy that's driven and he wants more because he feels like I do too much to not have more rings. But do he necessarily need another ring to prove a point? He doesn't. But I know that this any game you play, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, baseball, you know, you play to win. You play to win championships. So if he feels that I don't see more coming from out of this organization or, or this town, then moving on might be best. You know, if he feel that way, then pass off to him and I wish him the best. Keep your eyes on the Houston Rockets. Uh, allegedly, he was looking at schools in that area. He and Chris Paul are besties. So we'll see. It could be the Rockets. All right, time now for Santana State of the Skins. <laughs> I want to ask you this as it pertains to the Redskins. How much pressure did the Caps winning the Stanley Cup put on the Redskins to win now? That's a great question, and I really don't feel like it's pressure. I think one of the things you can always take in, bringing that championship to this area, that can open a lot of doors for the other sports. That can really bring on that domino effect. Like It's contagious. Winning is contagious. And if I'm the Redskins or the Nats, or whoever it is that has a local pro club here, you say, those guys did it, why can't we do it? Right. It only brings on that feeling that we can get the job done if we do the same thing, if we believe, if we go out there and play with the same kind of mindset. And one of the things I can always go back to, I can allude this to because I've been a part of it, I remember that my high school football team had got all the way to the game before the state championship game and lost my junior year. The year before that, my 10th grade year, we was three and something. We barely won a game. Junior year, here we go. We surpass all that and get to the game before state, lose. Six or nine of those players from that team went to the track club. And they told, and I was a guy that ran track for so long in my career or my life at that time. And I stopped running because of whatever I had, scoliosis or something they gave me. And me and the coach didn't see eye to eye. So I said, you know what? I'm going to punish him by not running from him no more. But really, I was punishing myself. Well, my guys on the team said, hey, Tanner, you got to come be a part of this. Come run. My head coach told me, you need to run. That's going to help you out for next year. So I took his advice more than I took anybody's advice, and I ran. I was a part of helping the track team win the first state championship for the school that year. Wow. It was mostly football guys on that team. It opened the door because the football team now was like watching us like, hey, mm-hmm. you want to be a part of that. With those guys experiencing walking these halls with those rings on, all the love we was getting the girls. from the city, you know that came <laughs> with it too. You know, it was so much that was shown to the track team that was nobody's. The only right. thing that anyone knew about the track team is that Santana, Bo, Pat, Shahid, the guys that played football, Don and Helvin, you know, all those guys played football, ran track. That's all they knew about the track team. Everybody else was like, okay, you run track too with those guys? So when we won that championship, now everybody that was a part of it who was looked over, now they're special. So mm-hmm. when it comes to what the Caps have done in this city, 
I'm sure the Nats want to be a part of it. I'm sure the Redskins want to be a part of it. It's contagious. It brings that feeling that we can do it too. And I'm hoping that that door opens in everybody's mind to know that, hey, it can be done because we saw these guys on that journey. We saw how hard and how far they got every year. And then they finally kicked in that door and won and then brought it home. You know, the World Cup is coming to the U.S. in 2026, okay? It's basically a joint venture with the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. The games will be played in those different venues. D.C. has been one of the cities where games will be played. And so it got me to thinking, where in the city will these games be played? Well, the new D.C. United Stadium is going to be too small. Obviously, you think FedEx makes sense because it's a size, but FedEx is terrible, in terms of field and all that. The lease is up in that building in 2027. So my question to you, Tana, is do you think the Redskins, Dan Snyder and the crew, will build a new stadium in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia? Or do you think they ride out the lease? Who knows? Who knows? I say that it's been whispers that they need a new stadium. They want a new stadium. I hear in the district. Yeah, in the district. what they want. But I think... To me, just being a former player and knowing from what I've seen just of riding in this area, why not bring it back to D.C.? Right. I feel like it's only right to bring it where the heart of what you're trying, you know, your fan base, the heart of your fan base is, don't get me wrong, I've seen Redskins come as far as South Virginia, you know, I mean, these guys, they come from everywhere. Yes. But when you're in this area and you're saying that we are the Washington Washington Redskins, Redskins. why not put them next to the Capitol? Bring it back to where it started. RFK. RFK. I mean, Renovate. I, don't, I don't say you playing RFK. No, you don't. You tear that thing down because Ooh. at the end of the day, you got to understand. You tear it down. We understand the memories. It was championships built up. Of course. You name it. But guess what? You tear it down and you rebuild in that same spot. Uh, you ground. rebuild a new RFK and say, this is where we're going to play football. I because like I that. feel like those spirits of yeah. all those championships will rise <laughs> yes, and give us what we've been waiting for. Uh. Give us something that we can really hang our hats on and say, man, we're back. I mean, don't get me wrong now. I don't think that we need to move to the stadium to even be back because I think the Redskins are moving in the right direction when it comes to what they've been, you know, showing us with draft picks and just, yeah. you know, in the last few years of playing. But I think when it comes down to what you want to bring the city, the fan base, everybody that's, you know, been a part of those championships then and the ones that was young enough to know about them then, bring it back to the city. Bring it back to the District of Columbia and you watch how you think it's crazy when you go out there in Maryland and Ooh. see those games and everybody pack those stadiums. You bring it back to D.C. and see crazy. how crazy it'd be. I love the RFK idea, too. No doubt. It's time for my favorite segment of the program. <laughs> story time with Santana. Listen up. He's got a story to tell. I recently surprised my wife with a new car for her birthday. Listen, Tana, I broke my back to make that happen. You actually... Witnessed me dealing with Metro and a lot of things, sacrificing to get this car for the wife. So I said, I wonder if Santana ever surprised someone in his life with something like a big purchase. What was that story? What was the reaction like? Talking about what you've been doing for the last uh, year and some months. Yeah. I mean, it's only right. We have to make sacrifices in our life to get what we want, to have what we want. You know, I've been a guy that, trust me. I played so many games with my mind just to have something that I took away things just to say, you know what, I'm going to starve in this area just so I can have what the fruits that I really want. You know, and when it comes down to you know taking care of your wife, it's it's, it's no doubt you did the right way. When we talked about this, and when I saw the script, and I'm like, you know, speaking of something that a time of me surprising somebody, the one stand out the most is is my dad. Uh, Um, I shared with you the story I think before, but I'll share it again. It was a time that. I remember just being in college and my mom, my dad, being that I was home, I didn't really have a hard time in school, man. I really feel like it was a breeze for me because I was in Miami. Yeah, I was 30 minutes away, but if I needed clothes washed, took them home. If I needed food, they brought it to me. You know, if I needed money some kind of way, they come and get it. You know, it was I was always taken care of. And even the times when I say, you know what, I'm not going back home. I'm just going to stick my behind here, stay here, and just, you know, rough it out. They still was there to take care of me and all my needs. But 
before those days in school, I remember me and my mom driving my dad to work, my mom taking the car home and having to pick him up. Oh. So I knew it was a car needed. I knew yeah. it was a car needed. And I'm like, I, I know the struggles. I've been in that household. I've been there long enough to see that we had multiple cars, but one, it always something goes wrong with one of them. Right. And when that goes wrong with one of them, you know, according to how the bills have to go, we have to be out with one because we have to make sure that everything else is functioning. It's like a domino effect. Yeah. You know, you don't want to say, well, just because this car needs work, I'm going to have to put all my money into this car. No, at the same time, I still got to feed these kids. I make sure I keep this roof over their head. You know, so much goes on. So sacrifices. It's always a sacrifice. And so I remember in school, my dad used to tell me, I want a new car so bad. And I share with you that story about me getting my new car because of the time I needed it. And he told me, hey, you know, don't do it because you want it. Do it because you need it. And at the time, I needed it. So I did that. Fast forward everything. I'm about to embark on some big money. You know, and I'm finna get a lot of it. And I wasn't like the other guys asking for loans from agents, from, you know, financial people. I said, I want to know once I know that I'm I'm chosen and I'm good and the money's going to be there, I'm going to get my dad and my mom something that's needed, you know, another car. And my dad was the first person I thought of because I knew my mom had her car. He had ended up getting a car right before I even left that she can drive every day. It was a brand new car. And it meant so much to me to see that, Okay, this man said, I'm going to get her a car before I get myself one. And it was crazy. I pull up to the house. At the time, Navigators was the it. Oh, it yeah. It was the, sh- you know, yes, shizzling on the of streets. of course. And the new Navigator at the time, that was 2001. I love that body style. <clears throat> I pull up to the house, and I say, oh, I'm going to play a trick. I know my dad. I know how he gets. And I'm like, man, I, I get there to the house. By this time, I had a cell phone and all that stuff going on. So I get there, and I say, Dad, man, hurry up and come outside, man. Something wrong with my car, man. My car broke down. He, oh, what the f***? <laughs> All right, man, hold on, I'll be outside. He panicking. So he done panic, and I'm outside, and I done cut the car off quietly, and I can step out of it. <laughs> and he gets outside, where's that, man, where the car? So I'm like, nah, you know, I'm bullsh. <laughs> <laughs> he look at the truck like, oh, get me out my damn bed. You know, I know he resting up because he normally works the graveyard right. shift. And he looking at the truck, and he knows, he knows too, like, man, this man just got chosen. You know, he just, he's first round pick for the Jets. Right. You know, yes, I haven't signed on my deal yet or nothing, but that money there. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I can spend a little bit. And um, he look at my truck like, oh, man, sh- nice truck, man. <laughs> Let me look at it. You know, he suck. He's looking around the truck. He's looking all inside of it. And I threw him the keys. He like, so he like asking me. He basically looking at it like, she want me to take it for a drive? I'm like, no, nah, it's yours. My mom like, oh, my God. How you knew his car just broke down the other day again? Wow. And I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. I just knew that they did, he deserved it because at the time, I feel like all the sacrifices I watched. And I'm like, I got some money now. You know what I mean? What you giving me? I was at 21 at the time, going on 22. I couldn't possibly pay them back for 22 <sighs> years of what they supported me in. So at the end of the day, this is the start of what's coming to you guys. You know what I'm saying? What's and, up, man? and I felt like at the end of the day, my mom, she was new. Hers was coming next too, because I ended up buying her something of a couple of months later, or not even some weeks later. I felt like he deserved it the most because he made sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice to make sure we was happy. And he was happy, Damn. man. He, I still see that car to this day. It's sitting in the yard. It don't run the way it runs. He ain't let it go yet. He's still sitting in the yard. I'm going to sell this thing and I'm going to do something else and get take the money. And I'm like, Damn. man. But I think it means something to him just knowing that I was able to buy him that car. That was the first car that I bought for what him. What color is it? It was a red car. Oh. I, you know, I like I like red, and that's my favorite yeah. color. I think that's one of his favorites, too. Man, everyone knew that that Navigator was on the road. Hey, I think I see your daddy on the road because <laughs> he treated that car like that was his pride and joy, man. He wow. loved it, man. But that's that was cool. my first surprise I ever surprised somebody with, man. And I was happy that I was able to give him that to them because, to me, even though I surprised my dad, it was a big surprise to my family in a total. My mom appreciated it too, just knowing that now she didn't have to worry about driving him nowhere. Right. He can drive himself. I can imagine though, somebody like you, it's got to be hard to surprise you, right? Like be it your wife or, or anyone in your family, maybe one of your brothers tried to surprise you. Has there ever been a moment where you've been I don't truly, like you don't like, see, don't I'm like the same them. way. I don't like them. I'd I mean, rather you just tell, kind of tell, tell me, me like, yo, I'm going to get you this. I have a whatever. saying and please don't take this the wrong way. When we play cards and I'm playing blackjack, and the damn dealer want to tell me she want to play with the car. Like, yeah. no, kill Don't me do now. That. Flip, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, flip yeah. that damn car right. so I can know my destiny. Like, if, if, if I'm dying, shoot Just me. kill me, yeah. Don't sit there and torture me with that weight. You know what I mean? So uh, that's my saying. Don't surprise me with nothing. 
what's going to happen going to happen. Look, if you tell me it's a surprise, I'm still going to be surprised. I'm going to give you the same emotion when I get there. Right. It's going to be nothing less. I'm not going to be like, well, yeah, I knew it was coming. No, I'm going to still be grateful. So at the end of the day, just tell me now. And that's I've always been that way. I don't like surprises. Me either. Don't surprise me with nothing good or bad, even the bad. Hey, tell me now. Is something going wrong? Tell me now because I don't want to be the guy that have to sit there and you know, I'm zero to 60 regardless of whatever you put me into. So right. whatever how I'm feeling at this moment, I could be a totally different person. Gemini. And that's the truth. You know yeah. what I mean? A second later, I can be a different person. So spare me with that. I'm the same way. I don't like surprises. I, and I've told my wife, if you do surprise me, keep it away from home. Yeah. Because I'll shoot some damn body. If I, <laughs> I walk in the house, a whole bunch of people, I'm liable to cap one off. Nah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, you caught me on guard. Oh, you I'm caught sorry, me on guard. Your Honor. I didn't know. She knew better. She, she knew, knew better. better. <laughs> nah, I'm the same way, bro. Time now for Tana talking DMB. I want to ask you this. You know, obviously with the Caps winning the yeah. cup, I keep going back to that for a reason. And I asked Brian Mitchell this question. And I thought he was going to come across the table on me right on live TV. I'm going to ask you because I know we boys, you ain't going to come at me like that. Do you ever see a time, and is it now, where the Caps can sort of leapfrog the Redskins in this city in terms of popularity. The Skins haven't won in a long time. The Caps are the flavor of the moment. Do you sort of see a time when it's all Caps, so to speak, and the Redskins are sort of the afterthought? Or, or will this, in your mind, forever be a Redskins town, period? Ever be a Redskins town. I say that because you've been here longer than me, yep. and we haven't won many years. We haven't had consistent winning seasons here. And what's to talk about? Talk about what's next with the Washington Redskins. With all the hoopla, what was going on with the Nats, the Nats have been kicking behind lately. Sure have. But the talk is about what's coming up this Redskins season. What's going on in that backfield with Geis? What's going on in that D-line with Payne? Don't get me wrong. We're going to celebrate and enjoy anything that's brought to us, whether the Wizards win, whether the Nats win, whether the Caps win, which they did this year. Trust me, we all feel like we winners right now. But Football drives this world. When it comes down to USA, let's say the United States, our country, you know, I don't want to say world, but let's say, you know, the United States, when it comes to America's game, it's football. Yeah. It's football. I've seen across the United States that it don't matter what's going on with your team, that those fans, man, they there. They're there to support that team because when football is done, People are scratching their heads. What should oh, I be watching? I'm depressed, bro. You know, and I've, I've like I told, I shared with you before that I've had friends that said time and time again, I'd be so glad when you go back to work. You know what <laughs> I mean? As a player, look, as players, we <laughs> we hoping that you know, hey, what whatever happens, whether we go to the championship, whether we go to the playoffs, we know that time is near when it's gonna be over. So we saying, hey, let me go ahead and ride this wave if we in the playoffs. Absolutely. If that playoff ain't coming. Man, let me hear him get home so I can enjoy this offseason. Right. And as soon as we get in that offseason, them playoffs is over and the Super Bowl is won, my friend's telling me right then and there, man, when when y'all go back to work? When you go back. They looking at their watches like, you trying to get rid of me, fool. Right. But I understand why, because it's America's sport. That's why in the back of my head, I would never believe that this city, just seeing what I've seen from the years I've been here, like I say, man, I could barely walk the streets now. I've been with you. What I've done as a Redskin, people won't ever forget that. It's great to have those memories. It's great to be a part of that. It's even better to just know that the Washington Redskins, with the up and downs that we've had and the seasons that we've given these fans, these loyal fans that has packed these stadiums and patting our owners and these players' pockets for so many years, they are waiting for us to be winners again. They are right. waiting for us to be champions. So regardless of what goes on here with any local team, they want to see us be that team, and they're going to wait and ride that wave. I completely agree with you, and here's why. I do my radio show on 106.7 The Fan. I can talk Caps, Nats, you name it, for hours. Yeah, I'll get some phone calls. No biggie. I can literally say the word Redskins, and my phone lines will light up like a Christmas tree. That's what drives the phone calls and the conversation of all my radio shows, all of them. It starts and ends with Redskins, and I can talk about everything in between, Wizards, whatever, but it starts and ends with Redskins, and it's funny how you mentioned football season's over. There's this, like, lull of, you know, football fans where we're just waiting till football season starts again. For me, coming up soon is the best time of the year. I love, like, late July training camp, 
through, I would say, Labor Day when college football gets going and then the NFL that next week. I mean, it's just the best time of the year. Because at that point, everybody's team's going to win the Super Bowl, right? I love playoffs like the next guy. But if you're a fan of a, a Cleveland Brown or something, you I mean, it's over. The season's over. But that time from training camp to the season really kicks off there in early September. Everybody's team's going to win the Super oh, everybody's Bowl. Everybody's the best. Every, yeah. Everyone. And so I love that time of year, and I just love football, and I can't wait till it's back, man. Just this conversation's getting me hyped up for football, bro. It's around the corner. It's definitely around the corner. Are you like my homeboy? So my homeboy never played pro sports. He played football on the collegiate level. And to this day, it's, it's my boy from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I told okay. you about and I yeah. talked with DJ Swearinger when he was on. Yeah, I, I remember. To this day, Tana, when he smells grass, fresh-cut grass, he always says, football season football right season. around the corner. Are football you like season. that? As soon as it gets warm outside. <laughs> For some odd reason, everyone says it's football weather when it gets in those late, you know, like late uh, summer, November, right? yeah. and you start getting around October when it right. starts getting Fall, chilly. yeah. Yeah, well, football has already started. But right. when I smell the grass, when I see the leaves coming back on yeah. those trees, I'm like, no, this is football season. Football season. It's time now because <sighs> in Miami, we didn't have the seasons. You know, we just had warm weather. So that's why the guys come out of there are so advanced when it comes to what they do on that grass. We've been cutting grass for so long. Yeah. We out there when it's this high. Trust me, you don't need a lawnmower. We out there cutting for you. Right we out that. there running on that thing so much, playing on it so much because it's never a dull moment in Miami because of the temperature, because of the weather. We always out there with the football. And here you're able to really realize that, you know what? Certain seasons, you know, when football season is absolutely. Time for football. And trust me, I look out my backyard and I saw the local uh, high school right in my backyard, and they was getting ready. I'm like, damn, they in pads already. Training, you know. So I'm like, wow, it's, it's definitely around the corner. Yeah, it's coming soon. For me, football season is just an excuse to grill and drink all day. Like right now during the summer, I'm hustling for work. I'm barely eating. I'm out in the sun. I got a little tan popping off. Man, when the fall come. Don't call my phone. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm at the crib on Saturday watching college football all day, grilling and chilling. I never knew. Sunday, same thing. I never knew how important tailgating was to our sport. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whether you're at home, whether you're in the stadiums. Guys put together football parties every single weekend. Yes. I never, I mean, I played all my damn life, so I never experienced it unless I saw it just coming to the stadium on the bus. You see the uh, fanatics out there, you know, grilling and with their masks on and their damn um, tongues in their hand with the food on them. But I never knew how important that was to our game. And now to be a guy that's, you know, well, we working on most game days, you know, so I'm in the studio a lot. But on those Saturdays when I'm watching college football, Hell yeah. there's always somebody calling you up saying, hey, man, you want to come to the come house? Come through, yeah. We're cooking today, we yep. on the grill, or asking me, hey, you going to grill something, man? Yep. We're going to come over and watch the game. And it's so important to have those days. And I mean, I'm like, man. You got to free yourself up more this college football. Last college football season, the U started kicking ass. Yeah. And I remember I hit you up a few times yeah. and you were watching the games, but you had events going on. Yeah, I had a lot of you stuff. You got to free on. yourself up this year, bro. So you can hit some of these and tailgates and experience. You know it. what? And, and I'm one of those guys, like, I end up going to some games okay. late. Okay. Last oh, that's year. right. That is right. Game I went to, they lost. Yeah, I remember. I'm sitting here like, here I am. I picked the right games to go to. I yep. went to the game that they played in North Carolina. I remember. And I went to the bowl game. Bowl games they lost. They did lose. So I'm superstitious. Yep. You already know that. Yep. If it's going to take me to sit my behind in the house and put my own meat on the grill and enjoy it in my own space. I would do that if that's going to allow them to win. I would yeah. not embrace them in no fashion and show them my face and they lose again if I feel like they're going to uh, lose. So I, I will sit home and watch them. Can we save this tape? Uh, I will be at Santana Moss's residence every Saturday no this doubt. college football season. I no just doubt. want to point that out. Also, if we're not working. I tell you, the producer in me right now, the wheels are spinning. This feels like a podcast on the road where we go to tailgates and we mm. broadcast live from there. Santana Moss Show podcast on the road. This feels like a good time to remind everyone out there that we are looking for sponsors here at the Santana Moss Show Podcast. It's really in fuego, this show, and it would be a wonderful thing to put us on the road at tailgates. Time now for What We Watching! (laughs) All right, Tan, I've been crazy busy 
covering these damn sports in this city, man. And uh, I have not been able to really watch anything outside of the Portes. I've been watching sports like it's going out of style. I mean, I just watched the U.S. Open like I'm a golfer or something. I, I've been watching the World Cup. How did Tiger do? Uh, Tiger did not do well. But actually, no one did well. The U.S. Open was a brutal course. I just haven't been able to watch anything. I'm caught up on all the regular shows I watch, like Westworld and Billions. I really wanted, honestly, Tana, to have a night at the crib where I can just watch a movie with the old lady and just chill out. But I just haven't been able to do it. And I imagine with your traveling and everything going on with graduations and the such, you probably haven't had much time either to watch anything, have you? You know, I get it in. You know, I'm How is this possible? How do you find the time? Tell me. Help me help me so I can figure this out. Fortunately, I have rooms in the house where I can get away from everybody. I will go and lock myself in that room and, and watch a movie or a show. And <laughs> due to the fact that DirecTV allows you to record these days, yeah. these days, and I'm giving DirecTV a shout-out. They need to give me a shout-out because I have the Genie, too, and it goes out every other day. I mean, Damn. I hate having to reboot this thing. So, yeah, DirecTV, if anybody that works for DirecTV or any manager that's on, man, come find me out there in Ashburn, man, and do something about my Genie, too. But um, I caught up on all of my shows. Watched all the Queen Sugar shows. Um, I watched another show on uh, TNT. Some people might look at it and be like, Tanner, you watch this show? Claws. It's a great show. You watch Claws, bro. I I really watch Claws. Another show on TNT that caught my attention that allowed me to see the episodes of Claws or even to see the commercial of Claws was uh, Animal Kingdom. That show gets good reviews. I've watched all my shows with Animal Kingdom. I think another show comes on tonight. The movie I watched this week, and I had to literally call DirecTV back to let them know that, hey, in the process of me watching this film, my service went out. Uh. And I rebooted the system. And guess what? The movie that I paid for is not no longer showing. Wow. So you have to, you know, reimburse me some way or give me that movie for free. I watch Acrimony, Tyler Perry flick okay. with Taraji P. Or Henson I in like it. I like her. And the movie was, you know, it's a chick flick. That's how it starts out. And well, I, you watch Claws, dog. So no, let's go. I watch everything. I told myself I would not watch this movie with a woman. I don't want to sit there and be battered and sit and hear all Mail the- Male bashed. Exactly. I don't want to hear all the, oh, that, that son, of a, son of a gun, that, oh, he. <laughs> and so I say, if I'm going to watch this, and I remember when it came out in the movies, I'm not watching this with no woman. I don't want to hear it. Is it about cheating and all that? About cheating, uh, about a man, about a woman taking care of a worst. guy. And if you watch this movie, and I'm not going to tell the story because I know at times when you ask me what I'm watching, I sit here and I get long with it about what I watch and I, I give you a little too much of the movie. But I would say this. When you watch this film, you will be surprised of the ending. Wow. From what the way it started and how this man allowed this woman to take care of him it started off as me being on the women's side. Chump. He's sorry. He's punk. How right. you can even do this to this girl? <laughs> you know, and because and, and, I don't see it in me to even allow a woman to, you know, shatter me with all those gifts that she was giving him. I mean, right. and, and just leaving her the way he, he did. And when the movie ended, the way it ended, I looked at the guy. I was like, you know what, brother? You are right. You wow. Know? So if you, you. If you haven't seen Acrimony. It was a movie that I didn't want to watch in the beginning because I felt like it was going to be another Tyler Perry flick where he showed the women getting treated so wrong and then now all the women is in the uproar of how <laughs> she bounced back and, and how they just became to, you know, show, you know, girl power right. and how Dudes you don't allow men to do us this way. No doubt. I thought it was that kind of movie until I let it, I allowed it to get on to now it's in Best Buy and all that. It right. says on Blu-ray. And when I saw it pop up on DirecTV, I said, I will watch this by myself just to see what's going on. And I promise you, it's a must-see. If you haven't seen oh, it, all right. go home and see it now. Because I, I left proud to see this man stand up in the paint after right. what I watched him do early in the movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure any woman will feel the same way about the movie when they see it. Look, man, I banned cheating movies in my house because, <laughs> I mean, I'm home every night, Tana, for God's sakes. All I do is work and come home to my wife and my kid, for God's sakes. And every time we watch a movie where the guy ain't shit, somehow that makes me ain't shit. So I say, you know what? I ain't watching a damn movie in this house that has cheating in it. Feels like a good time to transition to. Finish the sentence! Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Tana. Hold on. Before you oh, get to boy. Here we go. 
You ain't <laughs> Travis. <laughs> I just had to put that out there, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Tanner, you, I started, you finished the sentence. My goals over the next few weeks is to, this is short-term planning now, to enjoy what the summer has to offer. Honestly, man, I feel like we've been working every year. The last few years that I've been up here since 2016 summer, I've had a mindset of getting my foot implanted into what I was doing now. This door has opened for me to be a part of the media, and I couldn't allow myself to enjoy everything around me because I wanted to be special. I wanted to be better at, at this new gig. And I honestly have been working Watching more TV that I've watched before of different analysts. Like a student you know, of the game. Student of the game. I mean, that's how I, you know, I was able to be great at my job at football. You know, I've watched so many other guys. It's guys that I played near and next to that they didn't know. I studied them watching something, things that they had that I didn't have. So the last few years, I've been just trying to be better. You know, and I, I haven't reached where I want to reach, you know, where I want to be, you know, with what I'm doing now. But I feel like I'm on the right path because the more that I take advantage of the opportunities, the more time I have to practice like I am now having my own podcast all these are reps so you know when I look at what you just asked of me you know I'm really going to embrace what the summer has to offer now because I, I feel like now I can balance the both of them I can balance work with having a good time because I feel like if you don't have a good time then work is not going to be work no doubt as your co-host and partner in crime I gotta say you're definitely getting better every day and it's because you're putting that work into that. So I definitely see the residuals and I, and I see the hard work paying off. I got to tell you, mine isn't so much short term, even though the question is framed that way. I've actually got a plan, Tana. I thought about it the other day. In 2022, I'll be 40 years old. My kid, before, gets in that four or five range. Now you're talking sports. You're talking about some other things, you know, pre-K, things of that nature. So I'm going to just absolutely go hard for the next four years, hard, Tana, and try to stack bread, try to structure my life to where right now I'm kind of sacrificing that time with the family. But when we get to that point, I want to be able to like coach my son throughout Little League and really be involved more so in his life as he gets older from that range up. Because you know, as, as they get older, they need you more and more even. Mm -hmm. right. right now, I mean, look. Yeah, ain't, ain't much roof, you can do. formula, ain't you can diapers, do. I'm good. Trust me, when they at the age that your son at right oh. now, I walk by and say, hey, go, go. And keep it moving. <laughs> keep it moving. What more can you do? Until they got to walk in and call your daddy, yeah, you can't man. really do much. So all that stuff now, I be looking, man, I can't do nothing to this baby, this right. infant. You know what I mean? But once they get to walking and crawling, they got to start molding, start right? molding them. And, and then they, they see you more, they know who's the man in the house. By the way, you'll love this. My son has started saying, dada. Oh. He just does not equate it to me. Yeah. It's like just a word, it's a word so. in his vocabulary. Says wait, dad all the time. Wait till he's that age where he's not quite fully walking, but he's yeah. walking. Right. And now dad is my, like, daddy, where you at? You know, <laughs> like, like he calling me. Dad And like, that dad is strong. Like, dad and it's that it's that consistent dad <laughs> like, like come get me like I ain't doing this by myself you know that's what you are gonna be like man you know he really knows who's dad who, who no doubt he knows how to use that word so that's what I always get a kick out of you know I told you I, my youngest is gonna be two on the twenty seventh of this month wow. trust me Gemini's are deep in my family and uh, well she's not a Gemini though. she's, she's a, a cancer, cancer. that's yeah. my wife's my birthday. my oldest is a Gemini hers was just yesterday okay. her dad as a strong when you hear dad now from her you like. <laughs> Talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> Talking to you. She looking at you? Bring your hands over here. That's how I almost feel like she looking at that dad. Gone. Like she had been until she she gives you that dad when she wants something, she gives it that when she like done with you. Like right. that dad. Right. Like mm. leave me alone. Like, like you yeah. know what I'm saying? So That's funny. I appreciate it. I appreciate seeing the growth. Now that this podcast is eleven episodes deep, I've learned that. In order to get somewhere, you have to put your foot out there and step forward. Anything you do in life, man, you know, we share so many different stories about my past, the past. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to have those stories that I had to go through that, even with the setbacks, you have to go through it. Just experiencing now, this is 11, episode 11. Wow, man. You know, I remember just talking about it. I remember Chad Dukes telling me, hey, you need to do this. Yeah. I remember talking to, you know, Oscar like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. And I don't think it would have never got done if I wouldn't call Oscar and say, hey, you know, I'm ready. I'm, let's go. They've been ready. Oscar's right. been ready. Chad yep. been telling me. Yep. Chad been wanting to listen. He's been wanting me to be out there. He's been wanting me to get these reps. 
that's great to have people behind you and that's motivating you to push you out there, but you really have to go out there and put that foot forward. And that's why I enjoy talking to kids and sharing my path and, and the things that I experienced because in order for me to have those setbacks, those ups or those downs, I had to put that foot forward. It's always like, you know, and I have a little thing that I always say, the only way I'm going to know how not to get hit by that car if I look both ways. Yep. I don't know if you can catch what I'm trying to say is that I have to put that foot forward. But before I put that foot forward, I have to look both ways. With this podcast, I had to step out there. But I had to check both ways before I stepped out no there. Doubt. And that's what I did. I, I was able to say, you know what? Everything I'm doing over here is set. Everything I'm doing over here is set. Okay, put this foot out here now. Absolutely. Let's do this podcast. Yeah. So that's how I feel about There's it. There's a great lesson in that. I mean, I think to a certain extent, all of us are dreamers. At some point, you got to wake up and you just got to go get it. It's good to dream, but you have to also put actions to that dream as well. Okay, last one for you. We touched on this a little bit earlier. I know football season is close when? I know football season is close when I'm getting those calls from Amanda at NBC Sports saying that, are you able to do countdown to training camp any of these dates? And honestly, I love to see those texts come across my phone asking me, am, am I available for anything with NBC Sports? Because I'm saying yes to everything. No, that's right. Now, only if it's, and it's crazy. Yesterday, I had a show. It's my daughter's birthday. And I sat there and said to myself, now, how did I book that? But I know me. I don't say no much. And when someone calls on me to do anything with what I'm doing, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. And I was able to go to work and still get home and enjoy my daughter's birthday with her. We had a nice time at Top Golf, and it was a great day because you can't just really celebrate the whole day. Everybody has to do their own little thing, and then you have to enjoy the fun when the time. But that's when I know football season is around the corner. When I start hearing getting those calls, and they say, "Hey, Route 89 is coming soon," and <laughs> and, um, and countdown the training camp is is, is around the corner. That's when. I know it's knocking on the door. Uh, for me, I know football season is close when training camp starts. I love all the OTAs and the draft and the free agent. It's all great. Yeah. But man, look, the end of July is hot as hell outside. Y'all boys in them pads, mm. two a days. Yeah, let's go. To me, football uh, season starts in training camp. To me. Hey, man, it's in the books, baby. Yeah. Episode 11. Y'all know you could get us on. Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review because we're like that. Spotify, the Santana Moss YouTube page, subscribe, share, like, comment, all the good stuff. Sharing is caring. The Santana Moss Show Podcast, episode 11. It's a Rizap. Nice job, 89. It's a Santana Moss Show. Former through your ball dream. Number 89, hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Every single week, 